article's on the computer? Oh, I gotta get a timer. Yeah, my article is on the computer. Butthole. <laughs> <laughs> don't put any of this shit in there. Any what shit in there? I don't know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Alright, so my you... phone? Oh yeah, that's right, you threw it on the floor, you <laughs> shit bag. Why is the light on? Turn the light off. God damn. How much is down? Why do you need it on? We're going to be talking. Are you reading? I mean, like, there is light. I hate to say it, but you sound an awful lot like a rapist. <laughs> we got the beat sheet. There's no chance of that blacking out. <laughs> Unless no. there is. Um, Unless I black out. It's all that corned beef. Are you done? All right, go ahead. You ready? Yep. Hey guys, welcome to Culture Jack. You are here with Dustin and Anthony tonight. And we are going to be talking about the death of old media. So get your headphones on. You're about to get jacked. Alright guys, so tonight we're going to start off with something from the interweb. Something from the net? From the net. Are you are you ready for this? I found you something special on the internet. This is amazing. So this article that I found on the internet, <clears throat> it's from PBS, and uh, it is about who owns the moon. Who owns the moon? Who owns the moon? Who do you think owns the moon? Actually, I remember something about this. Doesn't George Lucas own a part of the moon? <laughs> I don't. I don't think that made an appearance in the article. Uh, the, you better. You better okay. skim through it. All right. All right. So let me let me give you some information on this article here. Uh, it it talks about uh, the history of colonization and uh, traditionally um, colonization. Well, now is looked on as kind of a bad thing, but back then it was you put a flag in a thing, you own a thing. And so, of course, the Americans were first on the moon to put the flag in the moon. Um, talks about how the, uh, the astronauts weren't really thinking of colonization when they went to the moon. And so there was great debate. And the debate said that uh, in 1967, they actually formed uh, the, the powers of the, of the world at the time, formed the Outer Space Treaty <laughs> that said that no one could own the moon. But who sanctioned the Outer Space Treaty? Uh, to which both the United States and the, the Soviet Union, as well as all other space-faring nations, all right, so had become a party. This is fake news, then. This is not fake news. This is So, tell me how the Soviet Union's doing. Well, they're not owning the, any part of the moon <laughs> right now. Uh, <clears throat> so, anyway, this is back in 1967, right? Okay. Um, so, they said... Uh, the the possibility of a land grab in space could lead potentially to another world war, and so they didn't want that. So they said nobody can own the moon. Uh, this this kind of came to a head, you know. So everyone's like, okay, well, no one can own the moon, not a problem. But this came to a head recently as there's many private enterprises and corporations that intend to do things like fly into space to the moon to different asteroids mm -hmm. to harvest the minerals from those areas and they say well what's the law on that 
And because it's such you know, kind of untreaded uh, uh, territory, there's no real real laws or stipulations in place for these private enterprises to do or not to do this. And so to explore space and utilize whatever it is they find. Right. Uh, whatever to, materials or whatever. Yeah, so for like a national cause, not going to be a problem because the, the nations of the world agreed that you can't colonize the moon or colonize an asteroid. Right. And say this is the United States of asteroid. Right. Uh, but um, for private enterprises, they said nothing about going and laying your stake, uh, you know, a la the gold rush in a section of the moon or, or an enterprise therein. So uh, kind of interesting, I thought, uh, about who owns the moon. That so what, is an interesting article. What do you think about all that? No, I think I think it's an interesting i uh, interesting story. I think uh, I, I I don't believe there's that many private sectors that have the money or resources. I mean, obviously there there is some to utilize any kind of minerals or have any kind of utility purpose or mining purpose or what you know grab at this time. But you know if if space travel, I guess, gets a resurgence and there's private corporations that have the money to do that, then absolutely there has to be some kind of conversation or some type of uh, agreement or settle uh, something, right? I mean, I, w- I would think, well, or or not. I mean, like, look look at uh, the way we kind of handle stuff now, I guess, in the world. I don't know. It's a very interesting well, Elon Elon Musk, you know, and who and, owns Mars, and he owns Mars. He can, I, well, the Outer Space Treaty didn't say anything about Mars, but back in 1967, who knows if they were thinking about Mars at all? Um, but you know, he's got the SpaceX, and they're launching the what is it, the Falcon Nine or whatever. Yep. That is, it's it's landing, and they're they're trying to you know improve and improve mm-hmm. and improve upon the turnaround time. For those those fuselages and those rockets to send them back into space, so I think eventually the um, the moon will be right for you know mining those minerals or setting up that that premium moon real estate. Yeah, I don't know about that, but <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I guess I'm not well versed enough to know what what exactly. Uh, they would utilize from the moon or from you know an asteroid. What is it? Is there plutonium on there? Is there? I don't know. Like, is it like super rich in diamonds because of all the, uh, the compression yeah, I in know. space? I I don't know because I'm not a scientist. But I now know who owns the moon, and the answer is nobody. Yeah. George Lucas owns the moon. <laughs> I told you that in the beginning. Well, if he's a private enterprise, I guess he could. He well, maybe not own a own it, but maybe own like a piece. I of I don't know it if you it. saw the movie Star Wars, but it I'm had pretty nothing sure nothing to do with the moon. But I'm pretty sure he pretty much owns the galaxy at this point. <laughs> Me, so I'm not sure about that. <laughs> or at least he's told his stories. Uh, yeah, no, it's an interesting, very interesting article. Uh, I, I just don't feel that as a global society, we're at a point to where. We have a lot to lose. Maybe, maybe with the moon, if there was a lot of plans for that. If you, uh, if you're interested in reading the article, it was on on PBS, and the name of the article is "Who Owns the Moon?" A space lawyer answers. Mm. So, if you want to check that out, very good. So, 
Very interesting article from the internet. Let's dive into our main subject today, and that is death of old media. Now, I, today's topic is going to be, we're not talking like uh, stuff from the 1920s. Essentially, most of you, if not all of you, are familiar with some of the media that we are going to talk about today. I mean, we can. Uh, I'll do kind of a quick run-through on what we're going to refer to. Uh, we're talking about radio. Yep. We are talking, and I mean public radio that's played either FM or AM, yep. not internet radio. Uh, we're going to talk about television or cabled television. Broadcast television. Or broadcast television. Yep. Uh, well, cable television as well, yeah. Yeah, so, which is which is broadcast too. But I think that's the two main mediums we're referring to today. Radio and television. Yeah, I would, I would, I would agree. With I mean, that. yeah, I mean, well, for, from a media standpoint. Well, I, I, I think we could also probably include, um, you know, magazines, newspapers, those sorts of things. Yeah, I mean, we we can throw magazines, newspapers, billboards. I mean, we could throw anything, anything. <laughs> Why not? Because they're they're not utilized. It's not a piece of media at all. You don't read billboards. She barely see billboards anymore. But. Well, not up here. No, not really anywhere. I don't down know. in the states. There's still some billboards. Well, yeah, some. I saw a minimum of four while I was down in California last. That's not that many though. Well, I know, but that's a minimum. Like a, that's a lot of maximum wasted. would be like three thousand, but a minimum that's... of four. All right, so between four and three thousand. Let's dive into this though. I guess we'll just start with one. One of the. One of them kind of focus on one at a time. Let's just start with the radio um, as a whole. AM, FM is what we're really referring to, not Sirius or not Pandora or any type of satellite or uh, Internet. Radio has been around for a long time. Um, In fact, you can even look it up and it's still kind of cool to think of it uh, because in my mind it's where podcasts came from. Oh, yeah, sure. Right? You know, when you had, like, uh, uh, the D- old Dick Tracy show on and the whole sure. family would gather. Not that I did this, but I've, I've read about it and I've, I've seen the, the TV <laughs> stuff. I mean, we're that's not our generation where no. they had those or they had the storytelling that was on there. The whole family would gather around the radio that night and enjoy whatever yeah you know and then and then you've got obviously music was play music's played on there there was uh some of the shows there's still morning shows currently i mean there's djs favored djs and uh commercials ads um and that's pretty much the bulk news of course too is broadcasted on there now um what do you feel the relevancy of the am fm radio is well, I I enjoy listening to the radio on occasion, but I think that even before really any of the the, the internet began its uh, assault on media, began its assault on radio, I think, you know, just like the song says, video killed the radio star. And so radio was on its way out, you know, as uh, the the cable networks and, and other things began to, to gain ground. And so... I don't know if I would say that the the internet quite killed it. I mean, maybe it's the final final nail in the coffin for it. But it, um, I don't know. I, I I like the radio, but it just it doesn't have the the use that I I think it once did. You know. Yeah, absolutely. So 
to me, what what it is is I've got all these playlists. I've got podcasts, so that that gives me the shows I want to listen to, audio books, mm-hmm. uh, shit stations. I mean, you've got catered stations to you, Pandora. I mean that that pretty much plays whatever you want it to play as far as normal right as far as music goes right so you can throw it on that amazon music you can throw station on there there's uh, there is such a specific uh catered thing to now play over your audio system whether it's in the car at your home that i believe that the, the relevancy of the radio has been dramatically reduced down to where it's individualized now, right? Well, the the one thing that I wanted to bring up was there's a parallel. We talked about it in a previous podcast with uh, video games and how video games used to, you'd go to the arcade and you'd play a game at the arcade, and then when you played the game at the arcade, you knew that in a couple of months or yeah. you know a year, half a year, whatever, that game was going to be coming out on home console. So... The, the arcade almost built, you know, video game greatness. Uh, the radio in the past almost created, uh, you know, musician and, and pop star greatness. And that's where, where they came from. You know, you, you knew you made it big when you were on, on the radio or on other, other uh, kind of platforms like that. However, today, you, you don't see as many of these artists or you don't hear as many of these artists. I mean, you hear them on the radio still. But in order to gain their stardom, they are going through other, you know, viral marketing campaigns and they're going on shows and they're going um, kind of a different route to gain that, that stardom. Or at least that's what it feels like to me. It's, they're not, yeah. not gaining that notoriety yeah, I don't, on the radio. I, I don't know that they're, you know, they're, they're getting the request because a lot of that radio stuff came from disc jockeys getting requests or they knew the disc jockey, you know, they would call up. This shit, Dustin, the disc shock. Hey, Dustin, I got this new album. Can you please press it? Can you? No, 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 no. And then finally, I get through to you, and you're like, "All right, fine, play. kid. I'll give you a chance." Right. And then you play, you play the track once, and then some guy hears it or girl hears it, and then it starts launching, which was it's a cool deal. But I still think overall, it it goes back to and will be that on-demand customer to where it's like, you know what? I want to listen to this song right now. Click. Oh, I'm done listening to that song. You know what? I actually really wanted to listen to Culture Jack podcast because there's <laughs> nothing better than that They're podcast, great. They're great. Really right? good. Yeah. You know, so, but that's just one click away, you know, and then it's going to autoplay the next one for me. And then I want to listen to this book. I don't have to wait for the radio to play all these different songs. I don't have to wait for the DJ to play a song that I like. Uh, so I think it's, as far as the radio goes, it's it's relevant because it is a uncontrolled source mm-hmm. of media. However, because of not just the internet, but because of people, it has evolved into an individual, uh, an individual controlled source of media that is fueled by the society changing customer on demand. So I'm a customer on demand. I want to listen to this song right now. I don't need to wait for the radio. I want to listen to this podcast right now. And I, I don't. I, I want to listen to Howard Stern on Sirius 7 or whatever. And I'm going to hit Sirius. I'm going to hit his channel. And I'm going to listen to him. And there's there's no, there's no, I got to wait anymore. 
I, I, I was listening to a podcast. I think it was on Robot Congress, which is an awesome podcast if you haven't listened to Robot Congress. Um, but it had a YouTube creator on it. Um, I Hate Everything, I believe, is the guy's channel. And on it, it, it <laughs> this may be going too far off topic, but he talked about that's what people want. People want the single click experience. People want mm. ease of access. People don't want to have to work for their media. They don't want to have to find it. And I think you'll find more and more uh, prevalent in uh, you know internet applications compared to old media. You don't have to work to find the media you want. Just like yep. you were saying. Yep. Well, and that's and that's what it is, though. I mean, we uh, from a society. A society standpoint, we have evolved into a customer on demand, no matter what it is, and and radio definitely plays a part in that. Or what you're doing in lieu of listening to the radio, uh, so much so it's you know I want this thing. I'm gonna go on Amazon and order it right now. I don't have to go to Walmart. Mm-hmm. I don't have to drive across town. I don't have to call Dustin and ask him where he got it from. I just type it in. It's gonna be at my house in two days. Next thing I'm gonna do is go on to Netflix, watch this thing. There is no more buffer zones because. Uh, we've far exceeded the old paradigm, the old way of things being broadcasted. Because as far as cable goes, I mean, shit, you know, you had 30 channels. As far as radio goes, you only had as many that came in tuned to your location with the antenna you had, right? And you had to sit through whatever it was that you were listening to. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like a cassette tape, right? You had A side and B side, man, and you fast forward, you know, all the way through to that song you want to listen to. Then you stop, you play the song, and maybe the next song you want to listen to, you had to pull the tape out, flip it over. You know, you there, there is none of that's the analog way of doing mm-hmm. uh, or presenting entertainment, no matter what it's under. So, I don't know how long radio's got under the current. Uh, structure, structure, yeah. I mean, just because there, there's places for some of it, though. I, you know, like NPR is a good example. Uh, be, a lot of that's because it's just talk show esque, and it just is playing and playing and mm-hmm. playing and playing. I, I think that's more relevant than um, the way that certain music is being played now. And I guess one thing, and maybe I don't understand this. <laughs> no, I just started thinking about this is. Because we have what digital DJs now. Sure. And that's what those stations are. It prompts off of one song and tags and cues off of one song and then it plays a song relevant to that mm. song and plays you know, so we don't get that person effect. You know, we don't get that funny guy that you like listening to. Because I used to listen to you know, I'll tell you I listen to K Will every night on the way home from work when I drive home and I looked forward to it. Uh, there's a show right now in the morning that when I when I'm in my car in the morning or in my truck in the morning uh, Broken Jubal that they do a bunch of funny shit on the show in the morning and, and I genuinely enjoy it um, however you're listening to songs on one end or the other and it's like damn I really just wish it was just their little thing you know so I don't know man so yeah or maybe you should be actually maybe you should be able to structure your own freaking show you know what I mean like you could put in there uh I want to play the culture. This episode of Culture Jack. Then I want to play these three songs. Like a playlist. And, yeah, but with podcasts, with news, with there is none of that yet. I just may have came up with a freaking new app. So we're not putting this out until yeah. we get this ironed out you're first. Just gonna, you're just gonna beef just, out the whole. Just take that down. Call our lawyers. I know. 
Let's get this. No, but you see what I'm saying though? Yeah. Like, cause you can't structure it any any way. But what if you were your own like DJ? You're like, you know, it'd be great if I listen. I know I'm going to be at this place, or this is my daily routine. Mm. It would be badass if I played my three favorite songs or had it set up to where it automatically chooses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, self, welcome back to the gym podcast. This is where you're going to play <laughs> Beyonce for three hours while you lift those weights. Well, right. Get that Queen Bee, girl. You know, or something, something like that. But maybe it's not necessary because it's just at the click of a button. Yeah, I, I think that would be cool. I don't know if... Because there's so many disparate systems, you know, you've got uh, your podcasts over here, you've got your musics over here. They'd have to find some kind of conjunction to work together, or maybe there's an app that could put them together easily for you, or yeah, something I don't know. like that. Uh, research it later. So that's uh, radio. What about uh, broadcast television, though? Is does that still serve a good purpose for you? I mean, how often do you watch uh, cable TV? Uh, I. I still watch cable TV semi-regularly, to tell you the truth. Uh, there's some caveats to that because of some recent changes in Internet. Um, yeah. So we're... <laughs> you know, because I'll put the TV on for noise, though, man. Um, I'll put the... I'll put... I, I'll put it on for... Uh, for noise purposes, if I'm doing stuff in the house or I'm, I'm playing with my kid. And... I'll uh, have it there for that. I watch some shows that are on there. Um, but the reason I say there's a caveat to it is, so without just diving deep into Netflix and Amazon Prime and without just going to that, what I will say is this. They're trying to adapt. And I watch Discovery Channel a lot. Like a lot. That's one of my favorite channels. Discovery Channel. I could tell you my favorite channels that I watch on. Would on, you say your usage increases during Shark Week or decreases? I actually don't care for. I mean, like I'll watch it if it's on. But that's not like. No, that's, that's not, not why you do it. No, no. I, there's there's certain shows that I like that are just on there. CNBC because I watch Shark Tank. <laughs> that's kind of funny. <laughs> Shark Tank, The Profit, and some of those some of the business uh, shows. The one with the Frit- one of the Fritita brothers, but so the Frito brothers, the Fritita brothers, one of the brothers. Uh, oh, so my point is like Discovery Channel. So I like watching it because they've got some some stuff that reality esque shows that I enjoy. Right? They have the Discovery Go app, like HBO and HBO Go, so I can go on to their app and then rewatch a lot of those shows at my own at my own want or desire right mm-hmm. so i think they're getting there um but again the battle with it is 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 that analog system of here's this long list of things you can look at mm-hmm. right now but they also do have on demand which i use frequently is on demand or recorded recorded as well the ease of use is still with netflix or still with uh amazon prime to where you're just like i want to watch xy so would you say that even though uh, we're, we're talking about the death of old media here um, being usurped by new media, would you say that even though old media may be on its way out, can it can it save itself with adapting with things like on demand and, and things that will appeal to our more id and immediate have kind of nature? Do you think that you think that it can save itself? 
But uh, as far as broadcast television, or yeah, or do you think that by saving itself, it it fundamentally changes what it is, and then it's no longer old media anymore, and it's it's now well, new media. Well, yeah. So I mean, think think of it this way. And let me kind of, I guess, re-question it back to you. Think of it this way: you so the internet is open reins for for media at this point. Broadcast television is in a box. You have these things playing at these times, and you'll have to either have to watch those or hope that it's on some on-demand listing that you can search and find, right? So two different things. Because sure. internet, you can go on a Netflix, you can go on a Hulu. You Immediate can go on satisfaction, a, what you want now. Yeah, you shit, you can go on a YouTube and find whatever, right? Yeah. This is on a box, scheduled programming, it's on at 7. How, and this poses a pretty funny question, and actually I never thought about it until we dived into this, is, so I know, right, there's things that I know, and you know, Game of Thrones is going to be on. Stop yelling at me with your eyes. Well, well, well th- Game of Thrones <laughs> is going to be on yeah. at 5.30. Sure. So I'm going to watch that. Heck yeah. What time is your favorite YouTuber show posted? I, well, I don't, I don't know when it's posted, but I know it's usually there when I want it to be. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that yeah, yeah. At? That's that's what I'm getting at. Is it, so? Isn't that kind of a funny thing, though? It so is. you you will schedule yourself for five thirty Sunday night, clear everything out, but yet this guy that you love to watch, or this show on Netflix. Like, nah, I know it's going to be around there. So. It's going to be there when I want it. But isn't that kind of a weird and but yet funny thing? Because that television's got you structured. That broadcast TV, because it is in that box on scheduled timing, that it has you scheduled toward the Netflix deal. And I'll give you an even better example for Netflix, uh, because we've talked about it, and it's going to be on an up-and-coming episode, is, you know, when does Peaky Blinders come out? Well, it's like... I don't give a shit what time it plays. It's one of my favorite shows. One of your favorite shows. Yeah, it's really good. Right? We don't even give a shit what time that plays. We're just like, I know it's going to come out next year. And then as we get closer to next year, we're like, we know it's going to come out. And we'll get the date finally. Yeah. But beyond that, like, we don't give a shit. Yeah. To where it's like Game of Thrones, because it's on HBO, um, it is like, I need to know the date and... I better know the fucking time because okay. I'm not going to be the guy that's late. Okay, all right, all right. This is it's taking us in a track, but it's it's got my my gears turning right now. So we don't know when when a YouTube guy publishes. We don't know when that Netflix uh, show publishes, but we know it's going to be there at some point when we go. Oh, hey, look, it's here. Let, let's watch it. Let's binge the whole season if we if we can. Uh, the 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 Game of Thrones, uh, The Walking Dead, those those broadcast television shows. You schedule, you make time. If you're that into them, um, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of those do end up on streaming services at some point they, they, as yep, well. Abso- though, absolutely. so if you if you don't, you can treat it like the first as well. But do you think that guys like yourself and myself who may schedule uh, around these broadcast shows or or find time for them? Do you think that is something that's been programmed into us specifically? Do you think? The younger generation that, you know, maybe 10 years, maybe 15 years younger than us has that same problem where they go, oh, we're going to schedule time for that as well. Or do you think it's something that's been programmed into us because every Saturday morning we had to be there for the cartoons. No. Every day after right. school we knew that so that's, this that's, person and well, this person the, and that was going to be on. This is what I think to respond to that for from a younger generation standpoint. Sure. From a younger generation standpoint, 
I think we're the old guys that aren't catching on. I think that the the younger generation knows when those podcast or know when those YouTubers are posting that video. Oh, time. you think so? I do. The ones that actually follow them, because how many times have you looked on a YouTube video and it was posted for four hours and they've got thirty thousand views for a larger one, a hundred thousand views? I mean, somebody knew. Hashtag notification squad, right, son. Right. So somebody was on that shit a hell of a lot ago. <laughs> and some buddies, thousands and thousands of people. So I, I think there's relevancy there. I, I guess my point beyond that would be you can't get all of the internet stuff in one place. It's multiple apps. Okay. At some point, either it's going to be that way forever or... A large company is going to say, "Hey, why don't we catalog all this for you?" Because ultimately, that's what broadcast television is to me now. It's sure. a broad. It is a catalog mm-hmm. of all these channels. Do I think that's going to last forever? No, I do not think it. I, I don't think so. What I do think is going to happen, and it, it actually already is currently happening, mm-hmm. is I think companies like AT and T are going to purchase into some of these guys and have them as a main on the service. So for AT&T, who bought DirecTV, who is partnered with HBO, which is a real thing that's right now, um, they have partnering with Amazon also. I think that in the future what we'll see is a similar situation to where AT&T will build the framework and have contracts with Netflix and all these guys, and then it'll look like your cable, but it won't be. It'll be your programs built into one thing to where you're ultimately going to just one app that is supported by these guys. Now, I also think that Sprint or T-Mobile, they'll have those opportunities as well. Um, but it'll be an extra service charge and you'll be able to integrate it into what their framework looks like. Yeah. Hmm. Death of, death of old media. There it is. The the um, the uh, a couple questions I wanted to ask too is your news. You know I'm not a, I'm not a huge heavy news user. I don't think you're a he- huge heavy news guy as well. But uh, does your does your news come from traditional sources anymore? Does it come from uh, newspapers or uh, you know broadcast news television? Where do you get your Where do you get your news? The news that you do consume. The only place to get news, man. Fox. No. No. Well, okay. That's also a funny... So, Because I'm a little weird on this part. I And I say that because I do like looking at newspapers. I like looking at the ads. I like looking at sales. I like perusing through. It's a weird thing. Um, that I, is a weird I, thing. I, I don't... Uh, I had subscriptions for a long time to the newspaper. I stopped them. Um, so I don't use it. On occasion, I'll get newspapers. Uh I get a weekly one from the location I live in. Uh, so I don't traditionally get news from there. Obviously, uh, the majority of my news comes directly through good old Facebook because I'm linked to the local news stations and I can get it faster there so I don't have to wait for the 6 o'clock news posted on or 7 o'clock or whatever time KTUU or C, you know CBS or whatever posts it or broadcasts it on that channel. So, sure. so it's faster that way. However... Um, there's a pretty big difference between how that information is. There are times where I get in this weird kick of wanting to watch the news on television because of the way it's structured. You know, you got the, just the whole lineup and you get the whole package to whereas the internet version of it is not that, you know. 
uh, to where you're getting like notif you can go on to KTU and get notifications and it says you know like ten people just got robbed in Anchorage, sure. three people got into a car wreck, and so it, it's not all packaged. You got together. the most wanted or whatever. Well, well, right, and, it, and it's a variety of things to where instead of it being like okay. They're going to talk about public recreation. They're going to talk about uh, moose migration. They're going to talk about uh, the local political parties doing X. They're going to talk sure. about packaged that it, new it, new road they're paving. Well, right, you're not going to get that package into that 45 minute package at this current time without watching it on the television or watching a rebroadcast. Of that, so I do see relevancy in that. Um, I think that again, they're they're heavily concerned uh, and don't know how to how can they adapt that to current things. And to me, the answer to it: stop fucking around. Call up Netflix. Be the first guy to get onto Netflix and say, "Hey, dude, how about we broadcast daily?" That's a good call. And, and fucking let us do it, and we'll come up with the, the broadcasting arrangements. We'll come up with the advertising. We'll come up with this. We'll be the first guys that let you choose fucking the news when you want to watch it, and it'll go away day in, day out. And you shit, you can keep a catalog of it if you want. So I, I was just thinking, uh, too, you know, I, I've got a couple of folks that I watch on YouTube to get news. And... No shit, I thought you were talking like local news, man. Local news, national no, news, I didn't any know you were any going kind of news. Any, sorry. No, 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 that that's fine. That's fine. Um uh All right, so so I wa- like I watched this guy on on YouTube and there's a couple couple folks that I watch, but specifically for news. Yeah, and just kind of like current events. Like they they do uh, Philip DeFranco is a guy that I watch for events and he he covers, you know, he says, "Hey, look, this is what's going on in the world." Hey, this is what's going on on the he's platform. Got, he's got a little reporter-esque kind of thing, journalism, or like the the video journalism thing going, or whatever. And so I I I get the get the news from him, and I use the air quotes because you know what kind of journalistic oath did he take? You know what yeah, kind? Who knows? Who knows? Right. And you could have a hundred, a thousand, a million people like that out there on the internet. Maybe well, hold on, hold on, hold on, because we do got to correct a little bit of about that specific guy though. He has, that specific person has high credibility or else he wouldn't have the following. Because he would have been disbarred from being who he is today had he been dropping fake news after fake news after fake news. You and I both know that people like Logan Paul on YouTube can get super famous and then they're a complete jackass. So I, I don't know if viewership... Relates well, not to, to not to news, though. Well, know? not to news and media, though. Like to of that fashion, though. I don't think because Philip DeFranco, in his case, and I'm not defending him by any means, but because he has the same media, he's vocalizing over and over, same style and same sure. type of information that he would have been discredited, and he would, dude, he would have been trolled out. I mean, he wouldn't be as successful as he was. So, so okay, well, so just put him aside for a sec so I can make this point right. here. Uh, it's not necessarily Philip DeFranco, but it's um, you know, maybe the one that's got half the amount of subscribers. This maybe doesn't have the the kind of credibility that he has. Sure. Or maybe it's a, a blogger that's got this blog and they report the news and it's just some, some bullshit that they made up right. and it okay. gets retweeted and, and upvoted and, and shared and hashtagged and it moves out into the world and it is some complete baloney. Now, 
you know, that person didn't take any any oath. They don't have any journalistic integrity or, or honor or anything else. So I I think, you know, you, you say fake news. Sometimes you hit me with the fake news in the, like in the article at the beginning right, right, of right, right. the Moon article. Um, but, you know, there's a real, I think, risk of that with the... The, well, the movement uh, I, to the internet. Well, right, but I, I still would challenge that because there's so many freaking people that, like, if you lean too hard, especially in a new, it, to me, it's harder to do it in a news capacity mm-hmm. than it is to do it in something in niche, and even in a niche, uh, a niche kind of thing that you're talking about. I think that uh, the people are going to tear you tear you apart, dude. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about news and you're that far out there, the people are just going to tear you apart. So I think I think we can agree that uh, news, uh, music, the the DJs, uh, the old media is on its way out. We just gotta have to see if it it's completely obliterated. Uh, what kind of fighting last death throws it goes into before uh, you know attacking new media, um, or if it decides to change and adapt and become new media. Yep. It's all under new framework, and yep. it's whether they adapt, and some will play together or not, and we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, to close that completely out, I guess, uh, magazines outside of the digital world, my mind, are dead, as with the printed newspaper. So, well, uh, all all real interesting stuff. But as something that's very important to me is you have a you have a gadget. That you found or that you know about that you want to show me and i'm i'm excited to hear about what is this all right uh so a gadget and it's kind of kind of funny uh in the sense of kind of this whole thing we're talking about because it's uh, it's a part of what's probably going on in your house and in everything else so what i'm going to talk about today is a speaker system speaker system yep and there you well actually you were in Best Buy recently you may have seen they've got a full section in Best Buy oh yeah um, they are noted by anyone that's heard them and it's a Sonos speaker system have you seen anything on that Sonos S-O-N-O-S. oh I want to say I have but you know in full disclosure I'm not a sound guy okay. you know that but now no, everyone I know. knows that so so Sonos um, expensive relatively expensive compared to some of the house brands running single channel stuff but the reason i wanted to bring it up um i had the number one i've read into read into them recently a lot Mm -hmm. i went and tested their product at best buy because i was like you know this is kind of nice um i have a lot of sound equipment in my house but more or less the thing that sells sonos because i was also looking at reviews is so sonos is essentially portable speakers they range in sizes and their abilities so you can look at something um the the size of a couple of soda cans all the way up to uh, a large platform flat thing that could sit under your flat screen television like a whole rack of soda cans yeah no well no it would be almost like a stand but they're speakers you have to do all measurements for me in soda cans yes I know that's what you understand (laughs) but this is not that so but they have an assortment of speakers um, that range from that now the prices they can get pretty steep that 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 a couple of soda cans size one that's their starting point, and that starts off at about $150. And ultimately, it is a Bluetooth speaker, right? Nice. All of these have Bluetooth connectivity. And the way the system works, and all of the speakers are integrated with each other. You hook one to your Wi-Fi, 
and then the rest can replicate. Now, the reason that this has become such a big thing is now their speaker system itself is decent. It's not the best of the best. It's definitely not the worst, um, but it does have decent bass, treble, and, and, and uh, semi-hi-fi sound. Now, the reason that this is so cool is that you can buy multiple, multiple of these speakers, have even sections of it hooked up to your home entertainment stand, have one in your room. You could have uh, the version above the lowest version, um, which has Amazon and all of that stuff, the Amazon uh, Alexa and all that built into it too. Okay. All of these speakers are integrated uh, with each other and you can set it up with your phone. So if you're listening to music, you can walk from one room to the other and then your music will go from one room to the Shut other. Shut up. Yeah. Like it follows you through the house. It, you can have it set up that way, yes. No way. Yes. Um, and if you have the Alexa, ver or that, I think it's the Play 5, uh, you can then obviously say, hey, play this sound list, and then you can have your whole house light up if you're cleaning or doing stuff with your kids or you're just home and you want to do whatever, then your whole house lights up with this music and is playing it. Or, you know, you're, you're working on something in the office. Hey, play Beethoven. Wife's listening to music in the living room. But the nice part and the, mo the interesting part of the tech to me was that it's a seamless connectivity to where, like, I've got multiple different Bluetooth channels in my home. Sure. To where you're constantly having to switch shit over and you're going from this to that. To where this is a seamless experience with good audio. Now, it does... It, it gets expensive, so the 150 bucks is for a speaker. You That's know, for one, and one. you need several. You need several, and also as you get to the larger speakers, I mean, to jump to a speaker that's this big is about 500 dollars diameter. Yeah, about a foot, you know, and probably nine to ten inches tall. That's 500 dollars. You go to a like their uh, subwoofer. That thing goes up 600 bucks. But the cool part about this is that you could very easily piece this together over time. Gotcha. And again, only one speaker has to be your mains, and then they have a lot of other connectivity, things that you can go with it. So do you think, what do you think of a system like that? Well, first of all, I can tell you're excited about it. I see the yep. goosebumps on your arm. Your nipples are popping through your shirt. That's I mean, not this happening. is, this is, is super exciting to you. Uh, I, I can tell you, as you were describing that, what I was thinking about I, that I could do with it, that I would enjoy doing with it, I would make a recording, or I would, moreover, probably get uh, one of the women in my life to make a recording for me that just talked about system updates for my house for, for systems that weren't there, that didn't exist, you know, like on a spaceship, and have the speaker system track me through my home so my home can continually update me about systems that uh, you know need replaced or checked on that I, that don't exist. And I thought that'd be a lot of fun. It'd be like, Dustin, a reminder, the flux capacitor is at 17%. <laughs> and I just that's walked through like, the house. No, that's a good and, point. That's and that, actually really fun. That'd be fun for me. So that's what I was thinking about while you were doing is, that. That's kind of like a spaceship because you could have the audio playing in each room. I get it. I'm, I'm not... I, I mean... The, the technology sounds really cool, but I'm, like I said, I'm not a sound guy, and so, <laughs> and, and you're going to hate me for this, my option is get a small Bluetooth speaker, set it to the Bluetooth, hook my Pandora, my music mix up onto that small speaker, crank the volume up, and it's really loud when I'm really close, <laughs> and it's not as loud when I'm in the other half of the house. Right. So, uh... 
it probably wouldn't be something I'm interested in, but a, a cool technology, regardless. It, it, it is a cool technology. You know, the, the last part that, uh, so so I am kind of interested in the system. Um, and one of the drawbacks or one of the things that kind of suck at this point with it, because here, here was my thought, was as I'm, I'm redoing my office at my house. Right. And I've got some Bose companion speakers, which are Bose, but they're, they're not that great. It's just a two-channel. And what my thought was, was like, hey, actually, this would be badass because I have a TV in there. Mm-hmm. And I can have multiple channels hooked to this one thing, right? And I can play my TV and have all this stuff wirelessly. And it sounds good because wirelessly, wirelessly doesn't normally sound good, but this sounds good for wireless. And I'm like, dude, this would be badass because I could start small in my office and then get rid of my sound bar in my bedroom and get, you know, start integrating this in. However, there's no easy way to in, to hook this to my computer. I can always Bluetooth via computer to it, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily the same. So I have to figure out if there's a different way I can Some kind of this. connectivity or hub or something you could use. Yeah, because I think that that would be just absolutely fantastic. Well, I mean, thinking about it now, you know, the, I like metal music my wife likes country music and so if i'm listening i'm listening to corn or disturbed or something my wife's listening to uh you know keith urban or or toby keith or toby mcguire right <laughs> spider-man yeah. uh then you know very realistically we could have two two sets but she doesn't like music in the house which is really weird to me she doesn't like listening to music hmm. bizarro francisco so that's the Sonos, though. You can check it out, S-O-N-O-S. It's at your local Best Buy. They have them available on Amazon. One thing that I will I will throw out there as I was looking into this stuff, I went to their site. Their site does have a lot of fantastic information, so check it out there. Um, but as I continue down the rabbit hole of trying to understand some of the connectivity of it, check out, uh, or this was observed by Linus. Uh, that's Linus Tech Tips. If you don't know who that is, he's one of the biggest. If you have questions about computers or networking, one of the biggest guys on YouTube. It was really funny because he did uh, a couple of different installs with it. And one of the installs was their sound bar. And he was like, man, I want to install this. And he's kind of a nerdy guy. And he goes to install it. And he's like, one really good observation I had is those smart guys, as I flipped the sound bar upside down, I noticed the name was still spelled the same. And they have it written on there to where you can flip it upside down one way or the other and it doesn't have your emblem wrong. To where with LG or Sony, if you move it around to... Oh, so, gotcha. So it's yeah, Sonos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you flipped it one way or the other... What are those called? Anagrams? Where you just read the same way frontwards and right, backwards? Right, right. I mean, but this is also like a, a cool little visual treat, too, not just it a, is. a mom is wow sort of situation. Right, treat. right, and it was an observation. His, I thought that was kind of a cool thing. I don't. I hope that they <laughs> intended to do that. Well, shit, wasn't, I wasn't going to buy it before, but now, well, right. now I'm sold. I just sold you on it, but I thought that was kind of cool. Check them out, though, if you're looking into upgrading your home audio system. I, I think that they're on to something. Um, I think... They're, they're, they're definitely kind of the leader on, hey, we're going to offer you something that's even greater than just this one area because you can have that speaker in your garage, one, and just leave the shit there. You know yeah. what I mean? You don't have to pack it around with you, so uh, along with the home entertainment system and so forth. So that's 
what I got. That's a cool damn damn gadget. But hey, you know, that's it, guys. Uh, throw your headphones to the floor. You know, don't forget to check us out on Twitter, at CultureJack. And also, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And uh, tune in next week so you can see my bit of gear from Mr. Anthony. Culture Jack. Tech, games, movies, and more.